Following Jesus isn't always easy, but it's not complicated. And our goal on this podcast is to make real life simple. So today, we're going to look at how to make plans for a better new year, and specifically how to make following Jesus part of your next year. Welcome to the Rusty George Podcast. All right, this is Brad Williams, and as usual, we're going to start with uh, one of my favorite parts of the whole podcast, which is your questions. So we got a couple of great questions uh, this week, and uh, the first one is, Rusty, best Christmas movie to watch with your kids? Well, Christmas Vacation obviously is right up there just because of the the drama of it all. Um, I don't think I could say Die Hard. But that's a Christmas movie, whether people know it or not. Absolutely, you can say Die Hard. <laughs> with you with your family? I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Lethal Weapon, that's a Christmas movie. Uh, I would say, I mean, Home Alone, it's so great because not only of the antics of it all, but just the message at the end uh, is a great one. Um, boy, there's so many good ones out there. Brad, what's your favorite? Uh, well, uh, Elf. Okay, of course. That's yep. a, just a no-brainer right there. Right. I mean, if you, you elf every Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the the ref, I don't know if people are familiar with the ref. Wow. But yeah. Yeah. That's more of an adult, uh-huh. you know, but that's a great one. And then kid-wise, I agree, Home Alone. Our family has this the habit of watching Johnson Family Vacation. Uh, yeah, culturally, if you're out there, you want to laugh a little bit. <laughs> Johnson Family Vacation is crazy. But... Uh, that's our go-to. That and uh, Best Man Holiday is a good one for the grown-ups. Uh, and then kid-wise, and I'm really big on watching movies with the kids, but also for the adults out there, we deserve some time you know, to ourselves. Right. So there's some good adult Christmas movies and then kid ones. Okay. So make sure you have both. Okay. And if you end up watching that and don't care for it, just remember Brad's the one. That yeah, please. That. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, this is all, it's all me. He's right. not on staff at the church, nor do his <laughs> views reflect the views <laughs> of the church. <laughs> That's great. Good question. Uh, yep. So next question is uh, best staff Christmas party ideas. Well, I'm a big fan of the white elephant gift. I think it's a good way, first of all, to give a funny gift to your coworker and also get rid of some junk. So it allows you to take stuff from your house, wrap it up, and act like it's a gift. Um, we've done all kinds of different things, but I think mainly just having fun, ha- having a chance for your families to get together. It's always great for coworkers to see their their families of each other. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. So um, once again, you see how much fun we have with these questions. So please submit your questions to rgeorge at reallifechurch.org. Uh, we're looking forward to reading them and discussing them each and every podcast. Uh, so, all right, let's jump right in here. Um, we are a few days from a new year. Uh, what are you doing to prep for next year, Rusty? Well, I take this uh, pretty seriously. I have two times during the year that I really think about goal setting. One is January 1, the other is July 1 which is kind of uh, the beginning of our fiscal year and the halfway point of the calendar year. I start off by thinking things like, um, and I think what most of us do is we think about what do I want to do, you know, as far as how much weight do I want to lose? How much muscle do I want to gain? How much debt do I want to pay off? Um, Do I want to accomplish something, go on a great trip, hike a mountain, those kind of things. But I learned this question years ago from uh, a pastor that I know we're both fans of, Andy Stanley. And he says, the first question you should ask is, who? Who do I want to be? And so if you think about it, obviously we're all saved through Christ, but that is not the finish line. That's the starting line. 
And the Holy Spirit works in us and through us to become the people he wants us to be. And you talk about what that looks like. Well, it's a person that is filled with love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, which are often referred to as the fruit of the Spirit. So a lot of times, I'll start the beginning of a year with this question, which of those uh, of those fruit or fruits, however you say that, do I want to see more evident in my life? So do I want to be a kinder person? Do I want to be a more uh, peaceful person? And then I kind of write that word down as this is going to be the word for the year. And it's not something that you just kind of, you know, just focus on and, and tell yourself, I will be loving, I will be loving, I will be loving, but you find creative ways to live it out. And then it starts to become part of who you are. Um, we've talked a lot around here about justice, mercy, and humility. How do I become a person that is just? How do I become a person that's merciful or a person that's humble? And when you have a goal in mind, you tend to think about it more, you tend to pray about it more, you tend to make decisions that will make it more evident in your life. Um, and, and you kind of start there. So before I go to you know part two, Brad, what do you think about that? How do you think through those things? Well, first, I love everything you just said. Um, looking at the scripture for your basis, mm-hmm. looking at the fruits of the spirit, uh, and picking what your biggest area opportunity is or what you need to change the most, I think is a great way to do it. Um, only thing I could add to that is seasonality. Okay. Um, look at what you're going through right now. Like your family dynamic is changing. You know, you're getting older. Kids are getting older. Mm. Um, the things that you required last year may be different this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, you look at seasons uh, and you can kind of say, okay, based on where I'm at right now, where my family's at right now, um, what needs to change that'll have the biggest positive impact on us? That's good. That's really good. Because you're right. Every year is different. And you go into a different year. And we typically think about this at school year time because, oh, now we're entering high school or Mm -hmm. we're entering college or whatever. But thinking through those things, it will have a big difference, a big big change in your goal setting because you might be entering into a stage where you've got aging parents. That's going to require some travel or some expenditures. May not be the best year to say we're going to do a Disney cruise or we're going to... uh, uh, put in a pool or whatever it is. So you kind of think long-term as to what's going to be accomplished over that year. So I kind of start with that. And then the second thing I do is I think about how do I want to get there? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, uh, over the course of the last year, well, I'll back up even two to three years ago, I was reading the Bible through on an annual basis, and I really liked it. But I noticed that after a while, it just became, let's just get this done. I wasn't seeing the true fruit from it. And so I decided, you know what I'm going to do this next year is I'm just going to read one verse a day and meditate on it throughout the day. And then this last year, what I did was I took one verse or a passage of verses a week, and I tried to memorize it throughout the week. And I would read it three to four times a day and then pray through it. Um, The thing that I'm looking to do this next year, because I want to be a person that is more connected to God and sensing his spirit in my life, is to create a, um, and I read about this, that some desert father used to do this, use the alphabet as a way to um, attach a verse or a song to every letter. 
so that I could quickly recall A, B, C, D, you know, um, so with uh, D, I could go with, do not let your hearts be troubled, put your trust in me, trust also in God, that Jesus said in John 14. Uh, with A, I might have a, a song that goes along with that. Just so in the quietness of my mind, while I'm stuck in traffic, or I'm in an elevator, or I'm you know on an airplane, I can use that as recall for various things uh, to take me to those areas. That's good. That's good. I like that a lot, actually. I'm stealing that. You can have it. Yeah, I got it. I hope I make it through the whole alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Z might be a little bit. So there's this great resource out here, Brad, that uh, we've talked about before called Core 52, uh, which a former professor of mine and now a pastor in Vegas, uh, I'm sorry, in uh, Phoenix, a guy by the name of Mark Moore, he wrote this book just giving us the 52 principles of the Bible, and they teach us scripture and uh, how to meditate on all that. He's going to be a guest on the podcast again, walking through that. But if people want to get ahead, go ahead and grab a copy of Core 52 through Amazon and uh, be ready for the new year. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to check that out. So the third thing I think about, and I'd love to know what you do with this, Brad, is I think about what helps me do that. So who do I want to be? How do I want to get there? And what will help me do that? And for me, I think journaling is something that truly helps. I use a full focus planner from Michael Hyatt. But Brad, what do you use as your kind of, and we've talked about this a little bit before in time-saving techniques, what do you use to help you kind of make sure you're getting the most out of your week and day? Well, this may sound basic, but this is actually the best tool. Uh, I am uh, a calendar guy. Yep. When it comes to calendars, I am over the top to the point to where I have to calm down when my family doesn't read the calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, it was on the calendar. I know you get tired <laughs> of me saying that. But Google Calendars is what I use. And after we um, assess or I get with God and kind of assess what uh, we need as a family and what I need to do better, um, I use Google Calendar to write down specifically what we're going to do activity wise mm-hmm. that's going to have an impact on that goal or that purpose. So for me, for example, Um, it's, uh, I want to be more deliberate as my family gets older with spending quality time with everybody in my house. Um, and so my wife and I, Monday and Wednesday, we're at the gym early in the morning. We're working out together again, but that's calendar. Um, every Saturday I meet with my oldest daughter. That's calendar. Uh, I get time with my boys every Sunday calendar. So I really use Google calendar as a way to, remind me. And also, I, I don't want to say I force the family because I don't, but I kindly and gently suggest that we all look at the calendar so that we can all stay on task in these, in these certain areas. And there will be consequences. Yeah. yeah. If you don't follow my suggestion. Yeah, that's right. If consequences, repercussions. Uh-huh, that's right. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I just think about that principle of, you know, you start off by looking at the total, total year. Who do you want to be? How do you want to get there? And then you start breaking it down quarter by quarter. You know, what are the things I got to do this week, got to do this month just to help you get there? And I think you end up liking the result a whole lot better than just living in disorganization, don't you think? Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think whatever you pick, uh, use the KISS method. Uh, keep it super simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the acronym has another, but keep it super simple is the safe. Uh, I've always heard it as keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. I don't, we don't use that. Oh, that, you don't use that word. Okay. Word I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So to anyone listening, those that express uh, feelings of Rusty George are not, I would never, 
That's um, good. So yeah, nah, that that's uh keeping it simple is the key because if it's simple, everybody can stick to it. Yeah, that's good. Well, I think the main thing is um, <clears throat> pick something. You know, the the old adage is what's the best exercise to use, and that's the one you'll use. Yeah. So I think with this, is you pick a method, you go with it, tweak it as you go, but pick something and do it because that's going to help you get to be the kind of person you want to be more than just. Did you drop 10 pounds or did you save a little money? Uh, I want to be a person that saves or a person that eats healthy or a person that is known for kindness and gentleness and then develop the methods to get you there. If you want to get real crazy with it, tell somebody else about it and have them ask you and follow up and hold you accountable to it uh, because that would really help you get where you want to go. Yeah, no, that's real good. And um, another thing that I I want to add is um, I was a part of a book club. It was a small group, but it was a book club. Uh, if you pick a book as a family to read and maybe work through that you know is going to have an impact on um, the new year and how you want to behave differently, you know, maybe pick a book that everybody can read. Um, I know Five Love Languages was good for uh, my wife and I, but there's one for kids, too. Mm-hmm. And so maybe picking a book that the whole family can learn more um, about one another deliberately. Um, and a, a book that will help with our own self-awareness. Um, we talked about the Enneagram, uh, but anything that's going to help with self-awareness of everybody, because sometimes the best way for kids to understand is self-discovery. Yep. And a book, reading a book together as a family can help generate that. That's a great idea. We did the Enneagram as a family, and it has been so freeing for all of us. Yeah. Uh, and a good tool to use against each other sometimes, <laughs> but it, it's a, it's a great way to, to have a self-learning. Uh, there's a, there's a great book called the road back to you, yeah. uh, which is kind of the Enneagram Bible, uh, which is good. And for those of you that are scared of it, think it's like the pentagram or <laughs> satanic or something like that. It's not at all. It's biblically based. It's off of the seven deadly sins and a couple extras, uh, to give you the nine sides. That's the word Enneagram, but highly worth it. So good stuff. Hey, let me tell you about what's going to happen next week. Uh, I had a chance to interview a guy by the name of Nathan Cress. Nathan is just an all around good guy, part of our church. And he is from the TV show, iCarly. Uh, Brad, did your kids watch iCarly growing up? Yeah, they watched it. And um, I, uh, a little embarrassed to admit that uh, when I watched it with him, I'd be laughing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather yeah, we act time. like it's for the kids, but then when my wife and I are watching Phineas and Ferb on our own time, we realized <laughs> maybe we like this too much. But iCarly was uh, it was a little before our kids' time, and then they kind of missed out on it. But anyway, they claim they're too sheltered. But it's a great show. It's a funny show on Nickelodeon, and it's a uh, uh, a show that brought a lot of fame for this guy named Nathan Cress, who played Freddie on the show. And he's going to give a lot of great insight onto just kind of how to live your faith in a difficult circumstance, which for some of our listeners, that is Hollywood, which is where he works. But for others, it's just uh, it's just where you work and it's just difficult. So it's going to be good. And uh, I can't wait for you to hear it. And we'll share that next week on the episode. But anyway, thanks for listening. So glad that you joined us. Pass this on to a friend and we'll talk to you next time.